Welcome back to Spanning the State. I am Kristen Bry, along with Steve Scafidi. And on the phone with us to kick off Public Schools Week is State Superintendent of Public Instruction, Dr. Jill Underly. Dr. Underly, thanks for spending some time with us today. I'm excited to be here. Happy Public Schools Week. Happy Public Schools Week. And so what are some of the themes for Public Schools Week this year? Oh, wow. There's always so many. And it really just kind of emanates from a place of gratitude, right? We have a lot to celebrate. Um, certainly at the agency, I mean, we're, we're doing things like our strategic plan and we're listening to everybody really statewide to see what they want to see out of our public schools in the next, um, you know, decade or so. But also, you know, just I've been um, celebrating Career and Tech Ed Month in February. And so going out and just sharing um, what we're learning from our public schools and all the things they're doing to prepare our kids for their future, right? So there's just so much going on. Gratitude for teachers and administrators and school board, but just certainly I am just blown away by the things our kids are doing in our public schools. And doctor, I'm married to a retired teacher taught at public schools, uh, middle school, high school, math teacher, advanced calculus, something she always throws at me because I'm bad at math. (laughs) But one of the things she always talked about was resources, the resources to be better teachers, stronger teachers, be better better educators. How is that being looked at in in sort of the 10-year plan? Yeah. So, um, you know, that is definitely a focus. When you think about resources, I think the general population thinks, you know, just the the tax dollars, right? Like we we are going to referendum, of course, you know, um, to keep the lights on, that kind of stuff, or to improve our facilities. But resources also are included in teacher pay, right? I mean, these are professionals. They have skills and knowledge, and they care for our kids all day. And we have to make sure that we have the financial resources so we can pay them. We also have to think about resources in professional development. You know, when you think about every profession out there, um, there's always more learning to do, right? To hone a new skill or to imp- like, or to improve a skill that you already have, um, or to just learn the new stuff that's coming through. And um, that is certainly something our school districts crave too, as far as resources, is the the funding so that our teachers can stay up to date with learning Um, resources for mental health. You know, like we have to look at our schools as places where we have to meet the needs of all kids and meet kids where they are. And when you look at the mental health needs um, and challenges, especially those that have come out of COVID, um, we have to, you know, serve kids where they are and that's in school. So we always need resources. We are a human resources rich um, profession and, um, you know, it's our humans that are providing these services. So we have to make sure they're paid. So, Dr. Underly, since you brought it up, uh, it was not a great week for school referendums last week during the primary. And there's dozens more on April 2nd's ballot. And can you kind of explain what is at stake if the ones in April also don't pass? Yeah, I hate the fact that we have to do this, right? Um, Our schools, you know, need the money um, because we're not getting the same percentages that we used to get from the state. When you look at the rate of inflation, for example, the cost of business has gone up. 
people demand higher wages or they, you know, find other jobs. We're competing with private industry. Our teachers have transferable skills, but just the regular maintenance of our buildings. I mean, when a lot of these buildings are built, you know, roofs and, you know, all those things like in our own homes, they, they go, um, they don't last forever. And so the cost of everything has gone up. And what's at stake is that our school districts will try to find ways to make ends meet, right? So that we don't have to cut programs. And so we defer maintenance. But if we get to a point where we can no longer defer maintenance and referendums continue to fail, um, we have to cut programs. That's really the long and short of it. And I hate that it's almost like we are holding these things hostage, right? Like pass the referendum or we lose these programs. But that's just the the real um, experience that our school districts are going through because the state hasn't kept up their end of the bargain um, and funded our schools. One of the things that we talk about, I talk about on my show, is, is the impact of COVID, the pandemic on education. And, and it's been measured. It's been talked about, certainly. What kind of pro- progress are we making on some of the the achievement losses, even, even in the, the area of what we're teaching in, in relation to the pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we want every kid to su- be successful, right? We want them to have every opportunity and we want them to get what they need in the way they need it. And we have to do that through assessments. Um, you know, the standardized test scores are one point among many um, and things are trending up. I mean, our test results are trending up. Our test participation rates are up. And yet we have not reached our desired destination. So even if we were back exactly to where we were before the pandemic, we wouldn't be satisfied there either. So we just have to continue to keep our focus where it needs to be, meeting our kids where they're at, focusing on getting those needs met. When you look at other things, though, that impact test scores, you have to look at, um, are kids ready to learn? Are they showing up to school ready? Um, You think about our own selves, right? Are we getting good nutrition? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we fully engaged. And so that's why at the agency, we have really advocated for things like school breakfast and school lunch and universal meals. We've advocated for mental health um, services for all kids. We've advocated for things like full day 4K. Like we know these things work and therefore it'll transform. And it has, I mean, studies show, um, for example, with 4K and and nutrition, if we are providing these programs, kids are their best selves and that's a, you know, they're going to do better on tests. But just to go back to that, it's just one data point among many. And of course we want them to do well and we want to use that information, but we also have to make sure that they are getting what they need so they can be their best selves. Dr. Underly, we only have about time for one more question because I know there's a big change happening with literacy and reading. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the change that's happening as far as going back to phonics and the science of reading? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, We know that developing reading skills is critical to a child's academic success and their future life success. And I'm really excited about this work because this is real bipartisan work. This is a great example of people coming together from different political viewpoints to do what's best for kids, right? It's advocating and advancing for good policy. And that's the policy nerd in me as also the parent in me too, wanting to make sure that we're doing what's right for kids. Um, You know, certainly some students have experienced challenges with literacy and we know that early intervention and effective instruction is pivotal to their development in this subject. So that's why we worked the DPI worked to collaborate with legislators um, to reimagine really what way literacy is taught to students in our schools. So Act 20, it's great for kids. 
because it's a plan to make sure that we're doing our jobs to reach every student and help them reach their literacy goals. And if I didn't say it already, I'm really excited about where it's going. Well, I'm also excited. I'm excited to follow how that's going to work in practice, how it's going to be measured. But happy Public Schools Week, Dr. Underly, and thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, happy Public Schools Week. It's so exciting. Thanks so much for having me on.